So I guess we're just going to run it. Let's run it. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Run It Podcast. This is our little um, video game industry podcast. It's been a hot minute. It's It's been a minute. Uh, I'm I'm your host, Fisher. Um, we have someone else joining us today. Uh, don't worry. Don't worry. Kyle and I are still best friends. We haven't broken up or anything. Everything's okay. Um, Kyle's just a little um, indisposed at the moment. Uh, so, uh, and, and I, uh, we just haven't had a podcast out in a very long time. So I really, really wanted to get something out, um, just to, just to kind of say like, Hey, we're still alive. Cause it's been since like October, uh, since we put anything out. Um, so, you know, here we are, we're back. Um, and joining us today is, is one, another one of my friends that I actually want to have on the podcast with us more often. Uh, Christian, Christian, say something. Hello everybody. Uh, my name's Christian. Um, Fisher and I, we've been friends for quite a long time now. And I mean, that's about all I can really say. I mean, it's nothing but positive energy here. Yeah. So, uh, me and Christian have been friends for a very long time. We've always loved video games. And, uh, the reason why I wanted to bring him on is because he's listened to the podcast a lot and he's always also usually had like very different opinions from me and Kyle. So I thought that would be kind of a, uh, an interesting, uh, what's the word relationship, I guess. Yeah, it'd be really good, interesting, kind of, I don't want to say a yin and yang, but like. Just just good to get another, just good to get another perspective. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm also, um, I'm also doing something experimental. Uh, I'm recording, I'm doing a face recording right now too. Uh, I don't know if this will end up in the final cut. So um, if it doesn't, this will probably just be kind of dead air to you guys in the podcast. But, you know, if it does, you get to see my, my, uh, my face. Um, we were planning on having Christian's face too, but, um, we're going to be kind of just switching back and forth between my face and, and the discord page. So, um, if he comes on later, he's going to try and get a webcam too. And, and we're going to, we're going to kind of experiment with this and kind of see where this goes for, for future episodes and stuff. Um, yes, so yeah, uh, to kind of wrap up the housekeeping a little bit, like I said, uh, Kyle's totally fine. We're doing great. Uh, he's just a little indisposed of at the moment and it's, it's a little hard for us right now to kind of get together and I really wanted to get a podcast out there. Um, we did have a podcast episode that we recorded um, about two weeks after our last podcast, but we just didn't really like how it how it went. Um, we were both very distracted by a lot of things, so we just decided, you know, it was best not to release it. And it took us it's taken us this long to actually to actually get to another podcast. But housekeeping over with, uh, let's go ahead and get on with the show. Christian. What yes. have you been playing lately? What have you been consuming? What have you been what have you been playing? Uh we usually like to um on run it, we usually like to talk about what we're playing and kind of keep it video game focused, but you don't have to do that. If you're like watching something really cool, like a show or anime or something and you want to talk about that, go for it. Go for it. But what have you um, been consuming lately? Um consuming most of my time is usually spent up playing a video game called Smite Battleground of the Gods. Um it's a new season eight is actually about to drop this January and I'm quite excited about it because it's going over a complete overhaul, changing the map styles, adding in new gods, adding in a whole sh- like load of new items. It's a um kind of like League of Legends, but it's not that overhead view. It's a third person AWSD movement or analog stick movement if you're on controller. I like that um, detail. <laughs> yes um 
Um, another games I've been playing. Um, I actually just got Monster Hunter World. I had a lot of friends that played it a lot, and I had always heard good things about it. I played it for a little bit. I indulged myself for about like a solid month into playing the game. It was fun. Um, it just felt very repetitive, but that's just sometimes how games are. Um, that's that's how I felt about the game. If I can if I can jump in real quick, I um I played it too. I I went and bought it on a sale. Me and Kyle actually played it for a while, um, and we tried playing it together, but um. The, the co-op aspect of it is, is just so hard and difficult to kind of get into. Like it's, it's just, yeah, we we felt it very, we felt it was very, very hard to like get together and actually play with each other. Um, like you had to like first go through all the story missions, like by yourself and beat it before you could actually like, and then you can like go back and play them again. And then you can have someone in. And we were hoping to kind of like play through the whole thing together. Like the first time, but we really didn't get to. And so like we, we kind of ended up kind of dropping off of it, but I did like it. I really liked it, but uh, yeah, you're, you're definitely right. It, it, it does feel pretty repetitive. Yeah. Cause so, I mean, a lot of times it's like, let's say you like want this storm, some sort of gear or armor or weapon and whatnot. And it requires this monster class that you have to keep killing over and over and over again. To yeah. Get materials from that monster to create said weapon or armor or gear. It's just, it, it comes, it, it's more of a, it's a grindy game that I feel like shouldn't be a grindy game. But yeah. Well, ends well. Um, another thing I've been uh, really interested in, you had mentioned uh, talking about either like TV shows or anime. Um, there's this new anime that's out that I highly recommend to everyone. Um, it's only got about, I want to say 12 episodes out currently, but it's called Jujutsu Kaisen. It's now really this is good. this is that one where that, uh, this is that one where that kid eats that demon finger or something and becomes cursed, right? Yes, yes, it's honestly like I've been, the main that's the whole like plot essentially is this guy eats a finger, he becomes cursed and like this demon finger he ate is like the top demon, like he's the king of kings for demons. And it's just really good. It has really good graphics. Um moments where there like would be CGI and everything. It's kind of like I the only thing I would compare it to in its animation style would be like Demon Slayer CGI where it's like you can see it's there but they hide it very very well. Okay, yeah, I've been getting I've been getting recommended uh I've been getting it recommended to me like all over my Instagram page and like any kind of social media. So, it's definitely on my list. Is it on is it on Hulu? Um You think it's on Hulu it on, or is it on I don't I watch it on something called VRV. It's just Verve? okay. It's a, it's a uh, just a anime streaming website and everything, but other than that, like I don't really I haven't looked to see in other places where it could show. I'm sure like, you know, kind of like the bootlegs like kiss anime and whatnot they'll they probably have it but that's if you want to have to yeah do it with yeah we we don't um we don't encourage piracy of anime we no no we don't totally not we do all. not we don't we do not encourage piracy of of any kind um okay that's pretty cool yeah i've been i've been really meaning to uh check that one out and uh really kind of dive into it um because uh, like i said a lot of people have been recommending it to me um, to kind of stick with anime for a second, uh, I've been watching, so there's like, there's three shows that I've been kind of keeping up with. So the promise Neverland just started back up again. Season two. Oh, that's so Yes. Oh, oh my God. God. I don't know if you've started watching season two yet, but, um, no, it, I have not. I had just finished the first season about maybe five days ago. Oh, it's so good. Well, I mean, you can, you can jump right into season two then. Um, but I know I usually take breaks in between animes because it gets to a point where I like, I'll binge watch one. And then by the end of like a first season, I'll like watch the first episode of the second season. And I'm just like, I'm not going to say I'm getting bored of it, but like, it almost feels like you haven't had time to like process it. Right. 
yeah yeah i need some something in between another season to make it to where i i'm not gonna say lose interest but yeah. like when i go back to watch it i'm as interested as i was when i first started watching the first season. yeah that that makes sense i do i do think that like binging stuff is a little unhealthy because it kind of like I, I do really like it when shows do the whole like it will release weekly so you can um like on streaming sites like the Mandalorian and stuff like that where I can watch yes. one episode at a time and really kind of like digest what happened in that ex- like one episode and kind of like really enjoy every aspect of it and stuff like that and like really like sit there and think about what happened whereas like like in a show like like Daredevil on Netflix I love that show that's like one of my favorite shows ever but like I will say some of the smaller details do tend to kind of get lost because like you're jumping from episode to episode to episode. episode. Yeah. So only those like big actiony points kind of stick out uh, because you're just going like zero to nothing, like all the way through the whole thing, instead of just taking each episode and like digesting it very, very slowly. Um, But yeah, I see where you're coming from, but yeah, promise Neverland freaking awesome. I did binge that show though. I did binge it. I did binge it. <laughs> I, I watched like, like I watched the- well, it was it was more like it was more like two episodes or two or three episodes a day or something. Um yeah. but it's also like a shorter episode structure so it, you know you can digest everything a little bit easier. Okay. Um but yeah, I really liked it. Uh the the first episode of the newest season was short. Uh I thought it was really short, but I really enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I'm excited to see what else is next. Um, the other show that I'm checking out is Attack on Titan season four. Oh yes, I, I, um, I ended up stopping watching Attack on Titan around season two, just like because I, I was, I hate to say that I was getting bored of it because it's such an action intensive show. Mm-hmm. It's like it has a lot of drama. People are like, oh, why? it doesn't seem like a drama show. There's a lot of drama in it. There's and that ties into the action that's happening around in that world. But after season two, I kind of just fell off. And, like, I just haven't hopped back on the train yet. I really want to because, you know, social medias are ruining or not really ruining it, but spoiling it for me. Yeah, yeah. So it it feels like I need to – it's either I get it completely spoiled or I watch it. No, I get that. Go back and watch it. Yeah, I get that. Like, I haven't haven't been able to see the latest episode that came out on Sunday. um, And already, like, two days afterwards, like, a, a big event happens. Um, and like, I could see it coming already. I knew something was going to happen because it just how the last episode went and, um, a big event happens. And like immediately two days afterwards, it was already on Instagram, already getting spoiled, which I was able to like, stop it and just kind of like scroll, 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 panic, like panic, (laughs) (laughs) panic, scroll, um, away before I saw like anything too intense. Um, but yeah, that does suck where like the culture or like, uh, like like streaming culture doesn't really care if you're caught up or not. They're gonna spoil the shit out of stuff uh, for well, you. I kind of get that because social videos people want to talk about it. People yeah, want to show dope scenes and everything. It just yeah. reminisce for the people that have seen it, but yeah. it just goes down to a spoiling it's, for the people that haven't seen it. Yeah, it's it's kind of a catch twenty two or like a double edged sword where like uh I like I definitely want to talk to my friends about it. Um, but I don't know if I'd be posting things online, like full on clips. I think I would just say like, oh man, that, that like last episode was freaking insane or something like that. Yeah. I feel like, um, social media is need to get something like Reddit's a really 
um, factor for it where like if it's like for video games tv shows movies books even where people are talking about it though it's spoiler warnings like yeah. I know we how like on facebook and instagram it has like the oh this might not be um like appropriate for viewers so it has like this little button you have to press before you watch a video yeah. or read a post i feel like they need to do that but for spoilers yeah well some people um i think well they they do that like they do that for like explicit that's the word, right? Yeah. Explicit content. Yes. Like, Hey, warning, this is kind of graphic before you touch this or like, like you got to like confirm that you're cool with watching this. Um, yeah. I think it'd be cool to have that set up for like spoilers, but then again, also people just don't really care. Yeah. Uh, like a lot of people just won't care and they'll just throw it up and be like, Oh, I don't care if it gets spoiled for somebody. I just want to like throw a scene out there, but you get, you got to take it. You, you, it's just one of those things. that's just, is gonna, it's just going to be there. It's just going to happen. Things are going to get spoiled. Indeed. Yeah, but I've been I've been watching Attack on Titan, and then the last show I've been getting into is actually an old one. It's um, and this is gonna kind of go into like what I've been playing for video games. Uh, Initial D. I've been I've been watching Initial D, which is like something from like the early, like late nineties or early two thousands. I can't remember exactly when it came out, but um, it's a racing, it's a it's a drift racing, uh, anime. <laughs> oh okay yeah and i really like it like you know uh you know like Eurobeat and everything like that that kind of music yeah yeah so yeah. that's 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 kind of where a lot of it got popular or i don't want to say where it got popular but i think i think um initial d had an influence on it being popular um but yeah initial d is about this like high school student who's like really good at driving this really beat up um toyota ae86 and it's supposed to be like a really crappy car but because of like how the I'm about, I'm about to be like really geeky car guy for a second <laughs> because how the car is like balanced and everything. It actually is like really good for taking sharp turns and uh, they race down hills in Japan with a bunch of sharp turns. So he's able to basically like win a lot or like do really well uh, because his, his car is so well balanced. It can just take slides and drifts and stuff like that. And he's also just a really good driver. Hell yeah. Yeah. So it's really cool to watch. Um, it, it's kind of fun, like a popcorn anime. Um, but that, that show got me interested in playing some racing games. Uh, so I started, um, I started playing some racing games. I, um, I picked up Forza Horizon 4 just so I could like go grab a bunch of different cars and like drift around corners and stuff like that and play Eurobeat in my, in my room while I like drift around corners and stuff and do races and pretend to be a, and to pretend to be a drift racer. I even like, I've even been kind of considering buying a racing wheel. Hmm. Yeah. It seems that is actually going to be quite fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very fun. Um, it, it's just pretty fun to do racing. I don't know if you've ever played racing games before or anything like that or been into it. Mm, I want to say it's never I've owned a racing game. It's like I've been at friends' houses and they have a racing game. They're like, "Hey, bud, why don't you play with me?" And then like that, like learning curve is like extremely different because they've been playing it while this is my first time ever playing it. I'm not yeah. really a racing game type of person, but it's gotten to the point where like that just seems something that'd be like a really cool pastime where it's like. I like driving in video games that allow driving and whatnot, but like those video games aren't catered to driving. So I've thought about getting like a racing video game or just like a drive around video game where you don't have to race, but it's an option that's there. Yeah. 
So I thought about getting them just where I can actually see like how a good driving mechanics would be for an actual video game. Because there was a lot of times where, like I'm driving in a video game and I'm trying to drift and whatnot. And I have the mentality of like, oh, this is how you would actually drift. And I tried to duplicate that in said video game. And it just doesn't work because the game's not catered to that. So you would kind of like something that's uh, like pretty realistic. Yes. You should try. Uh, so there's another game. I wasn't going to bring it up because it's a little bit detailed, but. Now that you've said that, I'm gonna bring it up because it's pretty detailed. Um, <laughs> it's called a uh, it's called Dirt Rally 2.0, and it is okay. it is yeah it's so much fun. I don't know if you've ever heard of rally racing, but rally racing is kind of like all terrain racing and like not in jeeps or anything like that, but like souped up um, cars that you would just find on the on like regular everyday driving. I think I think I've seen YouTube videos of like cars like that and like tracks that they're on yeah and um like this game is this game is so freaking deep so you're going down like these super tight um uh curvy uh dirt roads and everything like that and like if you make like the smallest little bump like like so you're trying to like what your whole goal is you're racing like yourself and you're racing your own time in rally um and like you're trying to like be the best person with the best time Okay. Uh, so you're going down these very dangerous, very tight, um, dirt roads. And if you make like the tiniest little Nick or like hit like the tiniest little thing on the side of a, of the road or something like that, or if like your, your wheel dips down just a little bit, it can send your car flying. And that's actually like very realistic. It can send your car flying. Uh, you can damage or puncture your wheels and everything like that. And that'll slow you down. Um, one thing that I thought was really cool is like some of the rally races, uh, happen at night and your car is equipped with lights well if you're racing during the day and you end up crashing into a tree or something and your lights go out well you don't have lights for the next race oh wow so you're driving pretty cool mechanic there yeah so you're driving in the dark yeah so you're driving in like in like the pitch dark yeah yeah and i usually have to like bump up my brightness just to see where i'm going so it's it's really really crazy in, in in depth. I might stream it at some point so you could come watch it and kind of see what it looks like. But it's it's pretty fun. I would I would maybe uh, if you're interested, I would I would check it out if I was you. Definitely. Yeah. All right. So that's kind of what we've been playing. It's kind of what we've been doing. Um, do you want to move on to our main topic? I'm perfectly fine with that. Or is there anything else you would like to bring up? Any kind of like video game thing that you would like to any news or something like that oh um i just literally read this while we are um setting up and everything um ubisoft is creating a star wars open world game and that's about all i read into it yeah that's about literally all i read into it. i clicked on the article and then i got lost in like just talking to you and whatnot so that's something that's just there do you know where um do you know where that came out of like like what uh what, what, um, what site did you get that from uh pcgamer.com it's okay just something that yeah it's just something that whenever i uh hop on my google on my phone and everything it shows me like the latest news for video games because that's just how i have it set up to cater to my audience which is just me myself and i um <laughs> just so i can have uh like just informations or just like if there's new updates for games that are already out or if there's a new video game that's coming out just because i don't see a lot of advertisements for new video games on social media unless they're like like the main main mainstream video yeah. games like Treyarch games blizzard games stuff like that so yeah. just having that's pretty fun okay that's pretty cool um that's interesting we can we can maybe dive into that a little bit because um uh what uh 
Ubisoft has kind of been uh, not Ubisoft. Um, EA has been kind of the ones that have had the deal with uh, with. I was gonna say Treyarch. Um, I'm getting all my companies mixed up. EA has had has been the the one that has had the the deal with LucasArts or or Disney to to make all those games. So I wonder why. Uh, I wonder how Ubisoft got a hold of that. That's mm. really interesting. Um, that's, I mean, that's, has has e, what, what did EA have like kind of like where I guess Disney now has the rights to Star Wars movie making? Did EA have the rights to Star Wars video game making? Yeah, yeah. So or Disney no? Disney gave them the right to make games. They gave them they gave them the go ahead and like the right to do it, and like it was supposed to be exclusively for EA. Hmm. It makes me wonder if Disney and EA sat down with Ubisoft just to get like a kind of different game to be created because ubisoft is all known for its open world gameplays you're talking about far cry um, assassin's creed yeah creed um watchdogs well all those well, no, I, watchdogs. Yeah. watchdogs yeah is yeah yeah watchdog is yeah yeah i was i was gonna say something but go ahead and finish because i was i was kind of interrupting you go ahead finish well ubisoft is more of really known for its open world gameplays and everything ea it's star wars games like Battlefront games, they're fun. I've played, I've dabbled in both the first Battlefront and then Battlefront Two a little bit, but uh-huh. I haven't dabbled enough to where I can really give an honest opinion. I probably played probably like ten hours of each game, yeah. And then I just dropped them because they were like made release, and I just compare them to the, like the old PlayStation Two Battlefronts, and like th- nothing will ever ever compare to those. Those were classics, and they were my childhood. Um, I played the first Battlefront uh, just because. So I I haven't I haven't been buying any EA games just because I just don't like their business practices anymore, and oh, they just Lord, no. yeah yeah, and I, I think a lot of people feel the same way. So I haven't really given any of their games any kind of attention, and I just kind of I decided a few years ago that like I just was not going to buy any of their video games anymore. Um, because companies have this like they have this like little dance where they're like, oh, we're good now. And they'll make like a few good games. But then like slowly they'll try to like be manipulative again. You know, it's been this kind of like back and forth thing. So I just finally decided like, no, like once you've like, especially with these bigger companies, like, no, once you've like once you've lost me, you've, you've lost me like you've lost me. I mean, I might I might pick up one of their games in the future. Who knows? Um, I might pick up Anthem 2.0 because uh, that game looked really cool, but I knew it was going to be a bust. Okay. Um, so I, I actually took some time just to kind of look and read the article and everything. Um, turns out it's not. It's Lucasfilm Games is the people who are allowing Ubisoft to do this. Not yeah. Disney, not EA. It's now Lucasfilm I, Games. Now, I heard about that. I heard that there's like a new, brand new umbrella of, um, I didn't read too much into it. I just saw kind of like a, hey, this is like the new umbrella for Disney games. So I don't know if EA's deal with them has lapsed. I don't know if it's like over now. Um, if it is, God, that would be so great. But I don't know if I want Disney in control of um, all yeah. this. Yeah, I don't know if I want them in control of it, though. It'd be definitely an interesting thing to see in the future. They're, yeah, because they're mean, just kind of cutting out the middleman now. Yeah, I mean, the door's open, so... Yeah. Well, not really cutting out the middleman. They're adding new middleman because, that, again, reading a little bit more of the article, um, it was uh, Lucasfilm Games has actually been talking to multiple different developers. Um, the one that's just now being announced as Ubisoft is going to be one of them, but they've been talking to others. Okay, so maybe it could be like a publisher then. Maybe it could be like a publisher yeah. branch instead of like a... Um... 
instead of an actual studio, it could possibly be like a publisher branch. Yeah, perhaps. Okay, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, all right. Well, before we move on, there's there's one thing that I forgot to mention. Uh, you're not going to be able to see this from the camera, but um, I was lucky enough to actually pick up a uh, RTX 3060 Ti. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I have jelly. it. Yeah, I have it right here. Uh, I just showed it on camera. Um, yeah, I'm I'm so excited to to put this into my uh, computer. So I was on I was on Best Buy. They had a drop on Best Buy like uh, last week. And I was lucky enough to like, like everyone was kind of like, like I had this like little live stream pulled up and everything when like drops were like officially, uh, like, like it was like refreshing. It was like a bot that refreshed, um, a bunch of website pages and everyone was kind of expecting Best Buy to have a drop at a certain time. And we were all sitting there for like two or two and a half hours just watching the live stream. And then all of a sudden, like the live stream had sirens blaring off and they were like, RTX 3060s are on, on, uh, on Best Buy. Go, 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 go. So we all went and um I got stuck in a loading screen for like 5 minutes. Uh but I was able to actually add one to my cart and buy one, so Oh, very nice. Yeah, I'm excited to like get it plugged in today and and try out some ray tracing and stuff. Oh lord. What what is it? Um Oh my god, graphics cards are to us as to PS4 or PS5s in the new Xbox series are to console gamers yeah just yeah. sitting on a website rapidly clicking refresh and hoping to get it yeah it's it's really bizarre to see how the see the the shortages that we've had this this past year or so um oh my even, goodness even despite the, despite the virus yeah despite the virus yeah well it just makes it to where people like they go and they just mass buy like graphics uh graphics cards to make it to where the prices get inflamed yeah oh my goodness i remember there was um i can't remember what graphics card series it was but i want to say it was that like two years ago when they came out with one a lot of people in japan ended up buying out a lot of them and it increased the price from like being it's normally expensive like 700 to 800 dollars where it was like almost two grand to buy one yeah and i'm just like wow i can just go buy a prefab computer for two grand and yeah. still have a shitty graphics card but yeah it's it's i'm not about to, i'm not about to spend two grand when mine will last for another eight years it's also i really need to change it it's also super shitty to see like so many people that are able to buy like they've they've like built or bought bots to buy these cards um yep. and like scalpers that have been buying up these cars cards uh, in mass because they're able to with their like their bots or something like that and then sell them back on ebay or something like that for like ginormous markups it's it's so shitty to see hey that's the world we live in yeah yeah everyone's trying to make a profit i guess yeah, all right it's fair but all right so with all of that out of the way um i think we can go ahead and move on to the main topic so our main topic today cyberpunk 2077 um so i want to talk about like it's it's whole development process uh it's whole release the whole debacle going on with its release and everything like that everything that's happened with it um up to like everything now um and i wanted to bring you on because again like i said at the beginning we we have some pretty different opinions on all of this and um and different thoughts on it so um I kind of want to start. I kind of want to start with um, talking about like the timeline of everything. Like when we first saw it, 
up to like release and like kind of now. Uh, so first time we ever like heard any kind of announcement of it was back in 2013. CD Projekt Red mentioned or announced that they were going to be working on another project that was going to come out after The Witcher 3, uh, Cyberpunk 2077. Um, this, this came right after they finished up development on the Witcher two enhanced edition. Um, and, and what was I going to say? I I just lost my train of thought for a second there. This is, yeah, this is, this is when we got that. This is back in 2013 when we got that like really cool, like, uh, CGI trailer with that woman that had the mantis blade arms and stuff like that. Yeah. That cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that was really cool. It got everyone kind of excited to see what was going to happen. Um, then after that, we didn't hear anything at all about development, which makes sense. You know, like they were just, it was just kind of a like, Hey, this is like our next thing that we're working on. We'll talk to you again whenever we're ready. Um, so after that development on the game went pretty quiet till E3 2018. Uh, and that was when, that was when members of the press got to see a behind closed doors, uh, demo of the game and then we got to see that demo the following uh, like in August we got to see the public got to see that same demo and that was that big chunky 48 minute long demo uh-huh. that everyone got to see um, that was showing off everything and everything you could do and all that kind of stuff um, and then let's see the next big announcement that we got was about a year later at uh, 2019 Xbox E3 showcase when Keanu Reeves came out on stage and was like, Hey, I'm going to be in the game. I'm going to be like a serious uh, part of the game. I'm going to be a really big main character. Um, then, and he also, uh, he also gave us the release date for it. So the first release date that we got for the game was April 16th, 2020. So that wow. was yeah. So that was about a year, almost a year away from from that announcement. So it seemed like okay, they can they could probably do that. They can probably do that. Um, then we were getting closer to April. I can't remember exactly when the delay came out, but then um, the the closer that we got to it, we got a delay, um, which is pretty understandable because you know twenty twenty with the with the coronavirus and everything like that happening. Um, of course, everything kind of got slowed down and such. Um, so we got our first delay and it got delayed to September 17th, five months later from the original release date. Uh, and then we got another delay to, uh, November 19th, only two months longer than, uh, than the five month delay. So two months from that delay. And then finally we got a delay to about, um, a month later, kind of, maybe it's more like, like three ish weeks or something like that, but, uh, uh, shorter than a month later, we got another we got another delay to December tenth. My birthday, actually, my birthday it got delayed to my my birthday, and um, the game ended up hitting that date, and uh, it released eight months after its original release date. I I don't have like an opinion on that. I'm not saying like eight months later. No, I'm I'm just saying like just just for like context and everything and like data. Um, it was yeah. eight months after its original release date plan, uh, which really isn't that bad compared to like other other uh delays um and the uh the game released uh, so so that's the whole time that's the whole timeline that's the whole timeline the game released in a very unplayable state on eighth generation hardware um and it was also reportedly very very buggy to a lot of other people on even just playing it on playstation 5 uh xbox um series x pc a lot of people were reporting a lot of bugs a lot of people were reporting 
still reporting bugs, but also saying they had a good time with the game. So, you know, mileage may vary. Um, the, uh, yeah, I mean, it just shows like people is like, what's the biggest room in life? Improvement, the room for improvement. Yeah. When a game first releases and everything, like it's not going to meet everyone's expectations. I'm not, and that's not, that's not the same for every video game release. So some video games get released and they're amazing, but just this one kind of fell short of the curve. It needs a lot of work done and it's a good game. It's a really good game. As someone that has a hundred and hundred plus hours into the game, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm currently on my second character and I want to, I'm getting to the point where like, I want to see every single detail that this game has to offer. And I haven't really ran into any, game breaking glitches and i'm not saying other people won't it's just me and my own personal experience i have not okay yeah and that's why i wanted to bring you on because you you did have a very like different opinion and different experience uh from what a lot of other people were saying um so you know you can you can go further if you want and talk about your experience and such all right well so my experience um I do have some negative things. That's just because I'm more of because like, like let me let me preference this is let me preference this. I I kind of like <laughs> after that very big um, announcement trailer that 48 minute long uh, demo that we got back in 2018. I was like, okay, cool, looks great. I'm gonna stop looking at everything until this comes out because I don't want it to be completely spoiled for me. I would watch like dev diaries here and there. And like, I would also like pay attention to like the delays and stuff like that. But for the most part, I turned my brain off cause I didn't want to like over consume everything, get overhyped. I just wanted to like watch that first demo and then play the game whenever it came out and kind of be like thoroughly surprised. Yeah. But, uh, but I've also decided, I've also decided because of everything that's come out that I am not going to be playing the game anytime soon. Uh, so I, well, so I'm my, playing- my experience with the game is, is a little bit, or like the, the actual content of the game is, is a little light in my, in my view. <clears throat> well, that's where a lot of people are like, I still recommend people should get the game. I still recommend people should play the game so they can have their own opinion rather than basing it off the vision of others. Yeah. Well, yeah, I understand there's the reason for people having reviews and there's people, I understand that being so hesitant to buy the game and play the game and everything uh, for anyone that actually has the game and owns the game, but they're like, Oh, I don't want to play it because of reviews. Don't listen to that. Go in, hop in, get your own experience. Um, I'm going to kind of be talking about the story a little bit before I actually get on to like bugs and like said problem You're, with. Bugs. So, so not kind of like, are you going, are you going to be going into like spoiler territory and stuff like that? Or um, no, I, everything I'm going to keep is kind of vague. Um, okay yeah if you can keep it as vague as you can for like listeners and also myself because i would still like to enjoy the game as much as possible whenever i finally get it all right so there is one thing that i'm going to say that might seem like a spoiler but i'm not going to give you any context so it cannot be a spoiler um when you first start the game there's three opening options that you can choose from um i feel like the opening options kind of lack for the story the very quick and to get you back into the railroad story that the game has created, they're very quick. They don't allow for many diverse situations to happen. It's just one said things happening to get you to the main story. And on my first playthrough on one of the um, starting selections, it was great. I thought it was really cool. But then I chose the second option, which had a lot more go forth to it. It was Depth. a lot better. Yeah. It had a lot more depth into it, but 
it was shorter than the first option I chose. The first option I chose puts you in an encounter where you had to deal with a very intense situation. While the second one, it puts you in that in a different encounter that was also an intense situation, but it was more of a cinematic situation rather than a gameplay situation. And that's where I feel like that kind of fell short. But then after that, you go through this whole cinematic thing where it kind of like fills a time gap. And then you wake up and you start basically actually playing the game. You walk outside and you actually get to see the open world. Um, there's still like, I think like two missions you have to do before you can actually start going, going through the open world and the city. But other than that, it's fine. Um, so the main storyline, what I did on my first character was I had the mindset of I'm going to play the main story as quickly as possible. Now, that doesn't mean I'm skipping through conversations just to get it done with. It's just more of I only did main storyline missions. And if I was too level for uh, too low of a level for a mission, I would then get to the level to where it would like you have this level system where it's like uh, danger ratings, where it's like very high, high, moderate, low, very low. Um, if it was at high or very high, I try to get it down to moderate because I tried attempting on them when they were hard or very hard, and it was just too much. It, they're very hard, not hard, but very high and high for a reason. They're meant for you to wait before you do it, unless you like a challenge. But the storyline is very good. All the characters that are there, they all tie into something. I I honestly like it's not it's rare for me to build actual emotional value to characters and NPCs but I had built them just because you're constantly around them you're constantly talking to them you're constantly there for their problems you, that's like that's like one of the best things that CD Projekt Red is 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 good at is is character writing and character development and stuff like that yes and they do very well and the main character that you're playing the character's name is V um they the actors who played V the both the male actor and the female voice actor they did a terrific job on the emotion levels that that character was outputting in certain conversations and that like in certain situations and i feel like it was wonderful the city it looks <sighs> the city itself looks amazing now the ai in the city is it looks good um, this is where I guess I'm gonna start talking a little bit more about bugs. Like you mean, um, um like you mean, like when when you say it looks good, like the AI programming is pretty good, or like the 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 like actual the NPC, the, the NPCs, like the, the NPCs, yes, the yes, graphics of it. Okay. Um, like there's so many people that you're probably gonna see the same NPC once or twice, but you're not gonna recognize that because there's so many of them around. Okay. Um, and one thing that I realized is if you're in a vehicle and you're driving fast, trying to get to different cities. And everything, AI is going to take a little, uh, little couple seconds to load. Okay. So be careful when you're driving because if you hit a pedestrian, the warrant's going to get put out for your arrest. Just like if it wouldn't like. So wait, do, do they like, like do that. they like pop up randomly in front of your car? Not really pop up like, randomly in front of your car. It's just they pop up of, inside of your car. Oh no, that'd be a lot worse <laughs> and a lot more funny though. Um, it's just it's just more of you'll be driving and there's crosswalks that actually work. It has times where NPCs are moving across a crosswalk and everything. So you just got to be careful when you're seeing these crosswalks. Oh, so there's like a bike. whole crosswalk system and everything. Yep, um, that's pretty another cool. Terrible, another another really terrible thing about uh, you got to be a law-abiding citizen in this town. Ah, no, you don't. 
Okay, no, you, you don't. don't. You don't, but you can. You can. Yes, you can if you choose to. Okay, the, the, the 13-year-old in me that always tried to like play by the law and the Need for Speed games is kind of giddy right now. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, but uh, one thing that I really didn't like about the AI is they don't have tracking. They don't have really good tracking. Let's say you were to park your car on the sidewalk. Your AI will not walk around that car if their tracking does not allow it. They will stop behind your car and just stand there. Same for in the road. Vehicles in the road will not track around your parked car. They'll just line up behind it, and you have this ginormous traffic jam because you had to go handle some things. Yeah. And I feel like that's And by that, handle some things, you mean murder people. Um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but a lot of the things that I've read, uh, a couple articles saying, like, that would be really hard for um, Project Red to fix. They... Uh, AI like that, that requires a major, major code rework. And that's yeah. just something where it would be a complete overhaul rather than just a, a patch. So don't and, you think, and that now this is, um, so this is what you're talking about here is, is the, um, like the process where they're like walking around your car, right? Yeah. So then wouldn't it have been better to maybe just cut that code to begin with, instead of just giving us this kind of like lackluster version of of what they were going for don't well, you think it's more of it's more of do you, do you think they knew it did you think that they actually paid attention to whenever like let's say they were testing the game and they would park the vehicle and go inside and do what they had to do that they would be really worrying about ai tracking around your vehicle they just go outside yes i would hope that they would i would hope that they'd be testing everything in their game before they released it yeah i i, um, I would hope they, they would i would hope they'd be doing that or maybe they thought what they had was good enough actually and it just turns out it falls short and I mean, and that's just something that maybe over time they'll fix it. Maybe not. Yeah. I don't see it as a tremendous problem. It doesn't cause problems. It just, uh, it, there's a thing where um, I actually did this in a game where I actually parked multiple cars in the street and on the sidewalk where I had this roadblock to see if more NPCs and more vehicles were to show up. Would that affect my gameplay? Would that affect load rates or anything like that? No, it doesn't. Okay. Um, so there's really no negative effect except for just aesthetic. Now, again, you're also now, now you are also only doing these tests though on your own personal rig with your own personal specs though as well. So you do also need to take that into yeah. account. Well, my own personal and especially rig on is and especially on a on a PC. Old. It's well, it's also five years old and on a gaming laptop instead of a actually built PC. That's fair. So I feel like That's I, I have room to Strange, talk about that. Now. Yeah. Strangely enough, though, I do think I do think. Um, I've seen some people like, like they'll have like the same specs and like the same beefed out computers and one person will be having some difficulties and one person won't. Yeah. I think it just falls down to honestly luck. Like I, I've, um, there's over, I want to say 300,000 reviews on steam right now. And I want to say about maybe 70% are positive. Yeah, I have seen that. I've seen mostly I've seen mostly positive on Steam. A majority of people though have like almost like all of the reviews I read were saying like very buggy, still fun. I enjoyed it. Very buggy, still fun. Uh, I enjoyed it. Kind of broken, yeah. but still enjoyed it. But it. It gets to the point where like, what do you want to look at for the, for the game? What do you want to look at for enjoyability? Are you looking for just looking at the storyline for enjoyability? What you can do in that world, or are you looking at like oh? My biggest problem that I have in the game was I had a bug where I literally fell two feet and I died. It completely died. But I'm a save whore. Like, I save like, are you, every 10 minutes. So are you trying to say that, like, even though it, the game is buggy, it doesn't matter because the game is good? Is that what you're trying to say? 
not the game is good because that's where the game being buggy falls into it. The story is good. Okay. The story is what drew my attention. So then are I you tr- so, so then are you trying to say even though the game is buggy, the story is good, therefore you should still be able to enjoy it. Is that what you're saying? You, you should be able to enjoy it. I've also read some reviews where there's been people that like there's a, there is a plethora of side missions you can do. You don't have to just do the main storyline. The main storyline will get you about yeah. 20 to 25 hours of gameplay. But if you do everything, which I'm trying to do currently on my second character, like I think um, the first time when I left the prologue area, I was level five. I have okay. yet to leave the prologue area currently, and I'm level 15 on my second okay. character. Okay. There is so much stuff you can do in this game. But oh lord, I lost where I was going with this. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I gave you. So what? What I was kind of what I was kind of um starting to get into there is, it sounds like it sounds like you're enjoying the game because you're picking out one part of it that was really good and really solid and saying, hey, it's still a good game because I really enjoyed this this aspect. And I think that's awesome. I think that's totally fine. I I think that it's it's totally fine to be able to like. If, if you enjoyed this one aspect and that like makes your whole purchase and your whole experience worth it, absolutely fucking go for it. That's, that's really cool that you had that experience. But in my opinion, I think looking at the whole product as a whole is way more important. In my opinion, in my opinion, looking at the whole product as a whole product, and that means like all aspects of it, story, gameplay, performance, how it's functioning, how deep the systems are. Um, how well they executed what they were trying to promise. I think all of that matters whenever talking about a product. And I just don't think that, yes, the story is good, but I don't think we should just pat CD Projekt Red on the back for saying like, hey, you have a really good story and all that other stuff. But, you know, it doesn't matter that it was very, very buggy. I think that that sets a very bad precedent. Precedence. I agree when you're looking at a full product, but when you look at a full product, what are you looking for? You're looking for something that you're enjoying. You're looking for something that's pleasing. You're looking for something that's drawing you in. The story is what's drawing you in. Now, I'm talking more past the story. Now, whenever I'm getting to the NPCs, the NPCs' dialogues, the intensity that almost every situation has. Like, the only thing, another thing that I thought was very, very poor was um, I'm assuming you and a whole lot of other people that may watch this. I played Borderlands, and when you first a whole lot of people, a whole lot of people that watch yeah. this. <laughs> um, and when for you the whole for the, to- for the solid twenty what's people, the main, what, what's the main thing that you see from the enemies? What like what, what's the main thing that you're like, oh shit, these enemies are sponges. They eat a lot of bullets. Okay. Um. So, and the game also has a very Witcher style loot system that I don't like. Um, it's makes it to where like you could be like level 40, right? Uh-huh. And you kill a boss and you pick up the boss's special weapon and it's only a couple DPS better than the weapon you already currently have. Now yeah. it's better, but you were thinking, oh, this is a boss weapon that dropped at level 40 compared to the weapon I've had since level 32. That okay. was just off of a random drop. That's something I feel like that that she that they should look into is I don't know I'm not really a developer whenever obviously I'm not a developer um, I'm not really have a mindset of that of like I don't know how they would fix that they need to fix a, 
I'm assuming coding or for loot drops and everything. I want to say early on, I want to say early on that they were saying something about like, Hey, you can take, you can take your own weapon and carry it with you all the way to the end. And by the end it will like, you can do upgrades and everything like that. And it will still end up being, um, like just as good um, as as like in game loot. Did you see something like that where like it seemed like you could just take like like a random ass pistol from the beginning of the game and like completely take it with you all the way to the end to end game? Did you yes. see that? Um, I actually did have a weapon. I had a uh, katana that um, in my first playthrough that I had gotten at the very beginning of the game. It was a very pleasing katana. I had like this electricity kind of like vibrance pleasing, very pleasing it. to the touch. Yes, and um, it, but here's an interesting thing: it didn't deal with electrical damage. It was just an aesthetic thing. But okay. I thought it looked dope, and um, it was a you have a um, a, a loot grade system of white is common, green uncommon, uh, blue rare, purple epic, uh, orange legendary. Yeah, it was a mm, it was a blue. Uh, it was a rare weapon. And so, okay, so, so real, real them. quick though, I, I do want to take a pause real, real quick. Um, so we are getting really deep into gameplay and the details of the game besides like kind of talking about some of the controversies around it. So what I want to do is, cause it kind of seemed like we just like slid into gameplay without like, um, without really finishing anything up. So what I want to do is I want you to continue talking about your experience and everything and the gameplay and like all the little details and nitty gritty things about it. And then we'll kind of go, we'll go back to like the controversy of things. Yes. You know what I mean? Okay, so so continue. Yes. Sorry. Electri- um, so electrified we- electrified katana that doesn't actually deal electric damage. <laughs> um. So there's these things that certain weapons allow. They're called like weapon mods where you can add things and make it sure they can deal, uh, deal uh, bleeding damage, uh, just more damage in general, have a better crit chance, um, they can stun targets, things like that. And there's an upgrading system. The thing about the upgrading system is there's a skill attribute that you have to level up to make it to where you can continually upgrade certain things. And that's not something I'm really looking for whenever I'm playing a game where every time you kill an enemy, enemies drop loot. If we had an upgrade system in Borderlands, we'd just find the most OP thing that we could at the beginning level and we just upgrade that. That sounds boring. I want new things to come in. I want to make it to where like, I'm always having to change my arsenal because I always stick with the same variants of weapons but uh-huh. i just want better ones of that i want a legendary katana that de- deals more damage at when i'm at level 40 than the legendary katana that i got at level 20 okay not legendary katana but the rare katana that i got at level 20 I so like then that's something that so I'm- then you don't so then you don't want the whole system where you can like upgrade something from the beginning and take it with you all the way to the no, you don't want that. That's, from my, that's my personal. That's my personal reasoning. A lot of people think that's oh, that's cool. I can have this one thing and just upgrade it. And it's like it also falls into the clothing. The clothing is very different. You can have this dope-looking biker and everything, but the clothing has armor, and your armor could be terrible. You can upgrade it to make it to where your armor's not terrible. And there's ways to make it to where you can actually increase the um, tier of which your clothing is. Like if you let's say you had a common clothing, there's a way to make it to where you can upgrade it all the way to where it's now a legendary piece of clothing. Okay. And it's just something that's cool to look at. It's just I wish that I'm not gonna call that that's the meta because this game hasn't been out long enough for there to be a guide around mm-hmm. it. But I feel like it just I feel like the drop system needs some work. rework needs some as work. well. Okay. Okay. And and I'll talk get off of my 
gameplay experience to get more around like the controversy and the issues that well, came like, around cyberpunk because i did a lot more research from our very first conversation before we decided to do this podcast together and i agree cyberpunk could have been so much better well what, has... what bothers me so much about the the whole like thing is is we're living in we've lived in such a generation in not not like our our physical human generation i mean game generation the eighth generation was um really really bad about sending out games that were very broken sending out games that were not finished seeing like this this is where the whole mentality of oh we'll patch it later kind of came into play and the thing is what bothers me bothers me so much about it is CD Projekt Red was so fervent. Yeah, I think that's the right word. It was so like was so dedicated to this idea of hey, we'll we'll put it out when it's ready. We'll put it out when it's ready, when it's polished. We will like we want to delay this. Ne- like all the delays came with like hey, we're not confident in the game right now. We need to like delay it so it's perfect at launch. They kept talking about it being like like we it needs to be absolutely crisp and just right. Um, and up to our standards at launch and they did not launch it like that they did not launch it like that and yeah, like and i'm glad i'm glad you've had a good experience i'm glad you've had like a, a less buggy experience but there are a lot of people that cannot play the game and there there are a lot of people that are not able to play the standard that cd project red put up to themselves so that's that's where my whole issue comes with it and what i've heard so far is whenever you're able to ignore the bugs or when you're not having a very buggy experience, they really did kind of, um, they really did kind of live up to their hype. Um, not everything might be as, as amazing as what they were, you know, what they were promising. I know a lot of things like in a few things in that, like first, like 48 minute long demo trailer did not make it into the final cut. And that's fine. That's fine. They even, and they, they made sure to let us know about that too. Like, Hey, some of this stuff is not, is not, um, going to be making it in. And that's, that's another thing is like, they did so well on PRs telling us like, Hey, look, that thing from the first trailer, that demo, not going to be there. Sorry guys, but we just had to cut it. Hey, this thing that we promised we were going to have, sorry, but we're not going to be able to do it. So then if they were able to communicate so well with that, how could they not communicate so well that like, Hey, this game's going to be coming out buggy. You know, like, I, I just don't understand why, especially in this year of all years, when everyone's having to do delays and everyone's kind of lacking behind and everyone's kind of being put on pause with the virus and everything. I don't understand why they didn't just take another year or another half a year to keep working on the game where I'm pretty sure every, a lot of people would have been understanding. Yes. There would be some entitled ass pricks on the internet complaining about like, Oh, well I want my game now. I want my game now. Well, they need to kind of grow up and understand that that's not how video games work. I, I just, I, I just, I don't know why they released it when they did. I, because I agree, it's a really bucky game. After my own gameplay experience, and I'm realizing, like, oh, I didn't have a lot of problems. I actually went on YouTube and I just kind of watched loads and loads of videos where <laughs> people were having terrible times, and I was looking at it. I'm like, this is, this is bad. This is. I mean, terrible. like, like, like there were so many people. Sh- this shouldn't have happened. This should not have happened, especially no. in a in a culture, in a gaming culture where we've been seeing this shit happen over and over and over again, where developers take our loyalty and our excitement 
and use it against us. And it it's just kind of shocking to see that from CD Projekt Red because they have such goodwill with gamers and like really seemed like they really cared about our uh, what we thought. And like, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna, let me throw this out there. The Witcher 3 was buggy. The Witcher 3 was pretty buggy at launch too. But it also was more of like a, a, a lot of people, some people are trying to compare it to The Witcher 3. Like, oh, well, The Witcher 3 was really, really buggy at launch too. And I'm not saying but someone it, out there the didn't. Witcher 3 didn't have the same promise yeah, no. that Project Red was trying to put out well, for Cyberpunk. Well, The Witcher 3 kind of, in my opinion, had like the normal kind of like open world, like ginormous open world kind of bugs where like, uh, like, like, in my opinion, small things like, like Roach would kind of like freak out sometimes if you had him sitting on like a weird ledge that maybe like that, like some, like it was things that like, like I really could understand like, okay, there's no way in development they could have thought to like maybe check that out. I'm not saying someone yeah. didn't have some crazy ass game breaking bugs in the Witcher three. I'm not, I'm sure. I'm absolutely sure they did. Everyone always does. There's always that one person. Um, yeah. but I don't think that I don't think that the level of bugginess that the Witcher three had is really comparable to the level of bugginess that, that cyberpunk has. Yeah. Like when you're driving a car in cyberpunk, and <laughs> just another car spawns right up under you and you get sent fucking 200 feet and then flying in the air. That's not yeah. fun. Or you're just walking and you're wondering, Hmm, why is the street so empty? And then a fucking like a giant trash truck spawns and hits you. And then you die. You're just like, Oh wow. Yeah, they couldn't have like made yeah. a loading like when you exit out of a building that has not that has a loading screen. You don't think they could have made it to where extend that loading screen a little bit longer just so you can actually put the world back into place instead of just having it load in after you've already exited the building and now you're in that said open world. Yeah, like there's there's a ginormous difference between in my opinion the game feels broken, not but not just buggy. It feels broken. Like it's it's at its core it is broken and it needed so much more time to work out these these issues um and and i think it's i think it's extremely telling let me let me say this i think it's extremely telling um that that um actual hold on reviewers and previewers uh of the game were not allowed to use their own footage that they recorded of the game um, they had to like CD project red provided them B roll to use CD projects own official, like, uh, uh, worked out B roll that they could use. That's really shitty. And that's really telling that they knew that this thing was so buggy and they decided to go ahead and release it. Yeah. It's just like, I understand the, the concept of whenever they're like, there's this new game that's being teased and that this new game that can be released and everything, people get overhyped for it. It doesn't help when the development company is also saying like, oh, we're only going to release this game when it's like at 99% perfection. I'm not saying that. I'm not quoting. I'm not saying yeah. that. But that's just a given feeling that I received from reading whenever um, Project Red was talking about the game. It was like, oh, we're not going to release it until like it's crisp. It's clean. Yeah. And then so that makes everyone hyped for like, oh, this is going to be an amazing game. This is going to be so perfect on uh, release and everything. So it Project Red dug their own grave essentially with this yeah game. they did and i don't i don't even think it's the the this isn't the development studio's fault i really don't think it's the development studio's fault no not at all i i i feel so sorry for these developers these artists these coders programmers oh yes um, they got put on a crunch time that yes, was insane yes they had they a um gonna delay the game eight months me, and um, then when it comes out after that and it's still looking like this it makes me wonder how hard that these developers had to work just so their product can be Meh. let's see it had a 
I, th- I want to say it was like a six-month time period of crunch. Cyber- I'm looking at an article right now, Cyberpunk 2770. This comes from Polygon. Um, and the and the shitty thing is, the really shitty thing is that really fucking bothers me is how they were saying how they like. Okay, so it's also something that the leadership at CD Projekt Red said wasn't going to happen to the people making Cyberpunk 2077. Speaks openly. So video game developers rarely speak openly with the press about their blah 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 blah. Hold on. Said his company thought of itself as more of a. Okay. Okay, so he said in a uh, conversation with Kotaku, uh, let's see, um, co-founder, I'm going to butcher this, Marcin Iwinski, 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 um, in, a con- in a conversation with Kotaku, he said that his company thought of itself as more human than its competitors, while long hours would be permitted for those in- interested in working them crunch would not be made mandatory he called it a non-obligatory god i cannot talk today obligatory crunch policy um and he said it was proud of that so then what happened to that what happened to that and the the whole like the whole it's not mandatory thing is actually code for yeah we're not going to force you to do crunch we're not going to force you to do crunch but if you don't it's going to be thrown onto other developers yeah that's what actual not mandatory means that's what it actually means is you know you don't have to do crunch but it's going to get thrown onto your other developers and we're also probably going to let you go and we're also going to probably blacklist you from from the industry so you can't get work in 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 another place because you didn't want to like crunch yeah and i find that this game is a really bad precedent for the new ninth generation consoles oh, that are coming out. The, the eighth generation consoles they got hit hard with this game making it to where playstation had to take it off its stores yeah yeah playstation like, had to like it was so rough that playstation 4 had to like that's that's the whole thing is like you promised us you were promising us and and continued this conversation of of hey we're gonna make sure everything's polished and looks great and all this other stuff and you're gonna be able to play it on ps4 you were promising this up this to us up to the very very end even though you couldn't even let anyone see footage of how it's running on ps4 and xbox series x and or xbox one whatever it is xbox series x i think yeah xbox no no that's the newest one xbox xbox one x yeah yeah you were promising that it was going to be able to run on these things and i guess you could say it runs but it runs so extremely poorly and just so terribly and like have you seen like the melted faces like memes and stuff yeah. like that yeah it's just it, the it's constant just, posing of ai walking around you just walking in the street and then you get like you're just walking on a sidewalk and you get launched or you're walking inside a building and you get launched into the ceiling and die like it's those things where it's just like wow i haven't saved for the past 30 minutes now i gotta redo everything that i just did and there's a whole bunch of missions going back to kind of like gameplay bugs and everything there's a whole bunch of missions where i've looked at reviews where there's a side mission there i don't know the details and also i wouldn't like to know the details because i don't want to spoil it but this person would get to the same point and he said he did it seven times where if you get to the same point in the game in his game would just crash yeah i like and this like, I, I feel i feel the anger coming out of you now i feel the like anger it, that, that, that that's just it's uncalled for it's unnecessary those are things that you should be looking at you should run i 
you should make sure that every mission that is able to be doing, even ones that progress for the storyline. I didn't see any problems with the actual like main storyline missions, which I guess was their focus. Yeah, but it was probably like that was probably polished to an absolute peak. Like if anything was polished, that probably was polished. It wasn't. It wasn't because in my gameplay experience, whenever I was doing some of the main storylines and everything, there'd be objects that the characters were holding and you could see them doing things with the objects, but they weren't there. There would be moments yeah. where I'm talking to someone on this phone and then I get another call and it will automatically answer. And now I have two important dialogue, critical mission dialogues going off at the same time. And I can't tell which one is which because they're both talking at the same time. I mean, you got to decide which one's more important to you. I mean, it's just like in Skyrim where you'd be in the middle of a main quest and some random courier would come up and be like, hey, I get, hey, I got a, I got a letter for you from the Dark Brotherhood. You want to start this quest now? And you're just like, oh, fuck. Yeah, that's like, it's like major, like, Skyrim overlapping quest syndrome. Yes. Well, no, no, it's not even that. It's like, let's say, or I'd be talking to an NPC for, like, either finishing up a quest that deals to the main storyline or starting a quest that deals to the main storyline. And then there's an, like, there's multiple branches of the main storyline quest that kind of exist at the same time but you can do them as separately there's no chronological order that you have to do them in but i'll get a phone call from the person and they're like oh hey i'm ready to do this when i'm already talking to someone like in the middle of a dialogue conversation yeah, yeah. talking and, to like a talking to like to like a, a really powerful mob boss then then you get a call like oh sorry sir sorry i gotta i gotta take this this is too important right and there's another thing where i don't know I wouldn't really call it buggy, but it, like it just kind of makes gameplay poor. There's this um, side quest thing that happens after you finish the prologue where you got to go find these said things. Well, this person will call you every time you're near said things. Well, there's only 12 of them that you can go and collect. I had made sure I had gone to every area where 12 of them were at so I could get, because every time you get near them, they call you and it automatically answers. It pisses me off. Where every time you go near him, he'll call you and he'll be like, hey, you're near this said object. Can you go collect it for me? And your character's like, yeah, sure, whatever. But anytime I went back through that location near said object, he would call again and again and again. Even though the quest was over. No, 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 no. The quest wasn't over. I hadn't finished it. I hadn't done it yet because I was off doing something else. And it was, it was like, it was really a side, a heavy side quest. Okay. Like there, I feel like it didn't have any play towards the main storyline. It was just a side quest that was there to just like, not want to say yeah. waste time, but just a filler. And it just made it to where I was just like, wow, I really wish because I already had the quest tracker for all 12 of these objects on how to get to them. But he called me every time I would get close to that location. I'm just like, I don't I don't care that you're missing this. I, you can wait until I'm done with everything else. Stop frigging calling me. Yeah. OK, so that so it definitely sounds like they didn't take the proper time to uh, uh, play test. It definitely, yeah. it definitely sounds like they did not take the proper time to play test their games and to play test all of these side quests. Um, it's just, it's just so sad. It's just, it's just really sad. It's, it's sad to hear that they're actually being having lawsuits now. Apparently, they have three different lawsuits now off of false advertisement, and this isn't even coming from, um, this is not even coming from actual gamers. This is coming from the investors saying that they falsely advertised. And like now a lot of these investors are actually taking a big hit and a loss um, because of because of the issues going on with the game. Hold on. Let me see here. 
Um, they're actually the getting sued by three different um, company, yeah, uh, three different law companies, firms, and it's um, for withholding information which caused shareholders to lose money because yeah. of its performance. So it's um, on the PS4 and three the U.S.-based legal teams: Rosen Law, Skull Law, Skull. Oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, and now, okay, where are these names coming from? Bragar, Bragar, Eagle, Squire, and Squire. I, I almost read that as Squirrel. <laughs> Bragar, Eagle, and Squirrel, attorneys at law. Oh goodness! But yeah, it's sad that that's sad that it's gotten to the point where now um, Project Red is being sued. It's gotten so bad that now they're like they're. They, I'm assuming they've already lost money because of this game. No, so apparently, now- apparently they made all of their money back just off of pre-orders. So they hit 8 million pre-orders before the game even launched. Um, and they even sold, I tried finding, so yeah, you heard me trying to find it. I tried finding like how much or how many people actually refunded the game and like compared to like it's day one or like week one sales. Um, I, I was trying to like find like it's week one sales. And then like after the, uh, after everything went down and they had to do a bunch of refunds. I couldn't find it though. All it kept telling me was like overall 13 million copies sold. So I don't know if that's like 13 million copies before or uh, after the refunds. Yeah. Or after I want to say it's after the refunds and I just can't find the before, but 13 million copies is, is enough to make back their money and actually still make a profit. I think Uh, since, since apparently the 8 million was actually what uh, 8 million copies were were able to um pay for the cost of development so i guess all of that afterwards is profit but i, I don't know the thing is i don't think it's going to look good for them like their future sales i really don't think we're going to be seeing a lot of future sales for cyberpunk i mean maybe once it goes on on sale and stuff like that they'll probably have like some big ad campaign whenever it's finally completed and stuff like that and they'll be like we're so sorry it's fixed now and it's half off or something like that and and whatever well, it makes but, me feel like I don't, but like, as soon as they do that, as soon as they do that, they're just going to sound like, it's just going to sound exactly like what we've all heard from all these other companies. Whenever they said like, like fallout 76 and all that other shit, like it's fixed now. It's fixed now. I was actually going to compare it to no man's guy. Yeah. No No man's Man's guy's first release came out. Like I played it. I would have given (laughs) one out of 10. That game, what they had promised and what they gave out was poor. And that's kind of how this game is. But I actually enjoy this game. It, they, well, they promised a lot. They, they, they mostly what they promised was perfection. They yeah, promised that this they, game was going to be almost perfect, and it was far from even close. That's that's what really scared me about the game, and why I kind of turned my brain off to everything after that first demo because I was like, they're promising a fuck ton of stuff. I don't want to see what else they promise because I don't feel like they're going to be able to to. Um, uh, keep that promise and i do think for the most part they were able to keep uh all of their promises like within the game yes yeah, they were able but, to keep the bare but minimum. it was yeah but like they were it was not polished though like no all their promises were there i think but it's not polished and it's not working properly and it's broken that's the only problem with the game really is pretty good game it is not ready it is not ready. Uh, a few people have been saying that it maybe needs another year. I don't think it needs another year because I think everything is there and ready to go. I would like another. I would honestly. Say I'd say half a year. Months. I'd say hey, half a year. Six months. Five to six months. Six yeah. months. Six months. I think it needs another six months in the oven 
to polish up and everything like that and like do the proper play testing do the i think it i think it's so bizarre that they just thought that they thought that a month like they delayed the game at at at, at the november let's see what's november 19th they, they delayed it for like three or so weeks and they thought that was going to be like helpful for polishing or something like that like what was that really for then i really i want to know what yeah. that i want to know what those three weeks were for I want to know what those three weeks were for. Did did management really think that they were going to be able to get everything working in three weeks, and then they were just going to be like, "Okay, put it out." Like, what really makes me scared is three weeks before that, what would have been released? Yeah, if what would have been released? It, what? How much worse could it have been? And now, now this is the optimist in me looking at this, and it makes me excited to see what Cyberpunk will become. Because yeah, it's really bad right now. But Time heals everything. So as time goes on, all Cyberpunk can do is go up. It's at its even. Worst. It can only go up from there. I don't know. Even if, I mean, I, I certainly think it's going to end up being a finished product. I do think it's going to end up being a finished product. But even if it's able to be forgiven, I don't think it should be. I don't think I it mean, should I, be, and I, I don't. These lawsuits should go through. I think. I think they. Th- I think they everyone, should. Everyone. Everyone. I think. The, the I don't think. Are perfectly fine, and the shareholders are perfectly fine pursuing Project Red because they did. They did a terrible job. They didn't. Yeah. They didn't give out what they promised. They failed that, on their. They failed on the management side. They failed. They failed their consumers, and they also failed their developers and workers for having to make them crunch so much for six yep. months long, crunching. And whenever, and now whenever and now they were touting, whenever they it. were touting and praising themselves and patting themselves on the back that we're not doing crunch culture, we don't, that's not mandatory. That's not us. We feel, hold on. Let me see that. Let me, let me read that other, that quote one more time. Hold on. I want to read that quote one more time. He said that his company thought of itself as more human than its competitors. We are more human. We're CD Projekt Red. We're more human than other people. We won't make you crunch. We'll just peer pressure you into it. We won't. It's not mandatory. But if you don't do it, we're going to make someone else do it. Yeah. I just... I'm so disappointed in all this. I, I really am so disappointed in all this. Cause if I, I thought, like I said, I turned my brain off and I was like very suspicious and like, I was very scared about all this. Like I, I was really kind of thinking, like I was thinking, um, what's the word? God, my, my brain just went dead again. Ugh. I need more coffee today. Um, I, w- I was really thinking like, like, Oh my God, they're, they're promising a lot. I, I don't, I don't know if they're going to be able to deliver or not. But I also thought in the back of my mind, if anyone can do it, if anyone's going to be able to do it and like really deliver on their promise and really like try to uphold that promise, it'll be CG Project Red because they really are try hard to to be good to their consumers. Well, guess what? All of that goodwill just went right out the fucking window. All of that yeah. goodwill just went right out the fucking window. And I don't know if any I don't know if they'll be able to get it back. 
I don't know if they'll be able. To, I don't know if they're deserving. Again, if they deserve to get it back, I don't know if they deserve I mean, to get it back. Again, that's not really up for just us two to decide. Obviously, yeah, yeah it, obviously, it, it falls more of like what I said a couple of minutes ago. Time heals everything. Yeah, so it just depends on like how if like if the consumers for, uh, forgive them if like. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's what honestly it really falls down to because the consumers are the people buying this video game. They're the ones that are adding to Project Red's funding, I would guess. Yeah. Because the, the profits they make off of video games is what adds to other video games. And it's just, it really depends upon people who, if they really want to be like, okay, I won't play it now, but I'll wait a couple extra months because just think. If they would have been like in December, if they would have been like, all right, this isn't ready again, we will inform y'all when it is ready. People would have to be waiting anyway. So my thing it's is either like, my you thing play is a like management game or you'll wait for a decent game. Management was really the, the thing that really screwed up on this. The, the, and when I say management, I mean like the people that manage like the timetables of things like that. Like how the hell, like I want to know what state the game was in in September. Cause like the yeah. the like or like, even better April like yeah I in April yeah, Corona hit and everything but like if yeah. we're getting this now you just think if they would actually what was yeah what was it in, what was it looking like in April and like I said like with how big the game is and also with the fucking virus going on this of all years would have been the year to be to, for like people to say like hey look we understand like just take take some extra time but like. I do understand where gamers are like upset whenever they see like multiple delays one after another when there's only like a few months in between each like like whenever they say something like hey we need another eight months or something like that or like close to another year it's like okay that's understandable that's pretty understandable when you're when you're kind of you're kind of hopscotching like like hey uh we just need five months oh well now we just need two more months well now we need another month like like it's it's almost like you're uh it's almost like you're a college student like asking for your professor like hey can, can I please like like I've just been busy man can like can I please get my like essay in like late or something like that or like yeah. hey can can I get like another week can I get like two more days okay can I please just get like like can I can I release it can I give it to you like before class okay look it's almost done like I I'll I'll be writing it while I'm in class I promise that's that's what it kind of feels like to me that's what it kind of feels like to me. It feels like a college student, like asking for more time on an essay. Yeah. Whereas like, I feel like it would have been really understandable if they would have been like at April or something like that, been like, Hey, uh, we are really way under our, our heads on this. Like the September delay, I think is okay. Cause like the virus came out and we had no real, like we had no real understanding on like how, how much it's going to delay stuff and how much it was going to affect stuff. So I think the September delay was okay and reasonable. It was only like five months. So like, I think a lot of stuff, I think a lot of stuff can, can, if the, if the game was in a further, it was in a further place uh, than what it actually was around April. I think, I think yeah. September five months would have been a good, like, okay, yeah, that's a good amount of time to like polish things up. If you yeah. would have gotten closer to September and been like, Hey, look, this virus is kind of crazy. And it's really putting a lot of strain on us. So just to be safe, we're delaying the game until like next year or like eight months or something like that. Or like half, like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like another year or something like that. Like, hey, we're, we're going to go, we're going to do April of next year. 
I think that would yeah, be pretty that, that would have fixed so many problems that yeah. are like on game release that have become a problem now. Yeah. And uh, an, an interesting thing to look at and everything, it has gone through. Give me a second. Do, 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 do. Sorry, I had to pull up something, but it's going to take a second for it to load. It has gone through. Let's see. One, one, two, three. Sorry. Oh, you're good. Currently, Take your time. Yeah, currently it has gone through uh, three hot fixes right now, and both both Yikes. those hot, all three of those hot fixes have gone for PlayStation, uh, Xbox, and uh, PC. And um, from my very first um, when I first played it, there was no hot fixes, and till now, till what well, I played it like a couple days ago. I didn't. I haven't seen any changes. I, I I didn't read the hot fixes either. I guess that's probably what I should have done. Yeah. But I haven't seen any changes to anything that was in the world. Um, I haven't died from falling two feet again, so that's good, I guess. Yeah. But I guess I mean I just I guess I was one of the lucky ones that didn't have an absurd amount of problems, and I feel bad for the people that did have an absurd amount of problems. I'm sorry yeah. that they didn't get to enjoy this game as thoroughly as I did, and I'm not telling them like, oh, give up on it now. Give it another go. Keep trying to play it. Like it's maybe it's later, in, maybe maybe in like a month or two. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, trust me, I understand that. Like I, I still have the mentality of it's a good game just because I'm a sucker for stories, man. That yeah. storyline, it, it's it's an amazing storyline. Yeah. It's, it's such a twist at the end. It's such a twist at the end. I was not expecting it at all. Oh, well, now I'm like, gonna be expecting a twist. Yes, yeah, no, it, it <laughs> I would not be expecting it to win. <laughs> I do well, know I, like, I do know I still want to play the game just like later on, just so I can have my opinions and like knowledge of it going forward, especially for this, like my the podcast and everything, and also yeah. future projects that I want to do. Um but man, like I really I really just kinda like want to say no. I'm not I'm not buying the game. Like you you've lost my you've lost my dollar. You've lost my um my purchase. Well, we'll talk about that at a later date then. Okay, like what when I play it? Oh, no, and like no, I said, I, mean, I think I think it probably is an amazing game if it's polished. I think it's probably an amazing game, but like, like I said, like I, I'm more worried about like what this kind of sets for the industry and like the precedent for the in- industry and just. I just hope it doesn't turn out kind of like how like, I don't know. I understand Project Red and EA two completely there was, different. When I, but I feel like Project Red is on that borderline of where there was a lot of um, what's the word I'm looking for? Ill will. No, that and where people, it's like when people don't buy video games or not buy video games, they don't buy a product from a company just because they're protesting that company. What is that called? Um, protesting, boycotting, well, boycotting. Well, yeah, I feel like Project Red is on that thin line of where for a while there, there's people boycotting EA games just because yeah. they realized how bad EA was as a company. Project Red might get that same feedback. And yeah. I mean, EA obviously survived because EA creates a lot of stuff. But I think, Project Red takes too long to create a lot of stuff. Yeah. And this In, now this would be like this would be a different conversation if it was just kind of like a little buggy and been like, look. Look, like, like, I feel like the conversation, if it was just like a tad bit buggy or something like that, I feel like the conversation would be like, look, you've got a good game, but like, make sure you don't kind of fall 
any further than this. Like, make sure you're sticking to like your morals and what you're saying. But because of it being so broken, it's in this situation where it's like you like and like and also had you had they had so many of these promises of it's going to be so polished and it's going to be so uh, like we're going to release it whenever it's ready and stuff like that. It's now in this. It's now in this situation where a lot of people I don't think are going to be are going to be coming back to their games. I don't know. Yeah, it's a lot of just a lot of faith and trust that has yeah, been lost. Has been lost. And those two are the hardest things to get back in life. Yeah. It's not like where it's EA where like it's or EA or Ubisoft where they're kind of like it's like little tiny pinpricks of bad things. Like kind of like seeing what they can get away with like slowly and slowly and slowly. And then they put out some kind of big thing where everyone's like, whoa, OK, no, this has got to stop. Yeah. Project Red just went. They literally. The big yeah. Thing. They literally just jumped to. Yeah. It's like the the frog in boiling water or whatever like if you put a if you put a frog in boiling water it'll immediately jump out but if you like raise the water temperature it'll stay in or something like that yeah they just literally just dropped the frog in in fucking lava and they put the lid on top and they put the lid on top and didn't let anyone escape yeah so it's going to be interesting um again i will say i'm still standing by my opinion of it's a good game it just has a lot of work that needs to be done but that's just that's just my opinion like obviously everyone's entitled to their own and and how they view it and how they want to go about it is completely their own will if you don't want to play it ever go ahead if you want to wait a while go ahead if you want to go ahead and buy it the next day go ahead yeah it's your choice i'm i'm saying people should still give it a chance though like not a chance right maybe now. like maybe yeah maybe like two months later or something the, like that yeah down the yeah. road give it a chance yeah there's obviously like that's two months of time that they're going through and they're trying to find all these problems and they're taking back user feedback and everything and they're going in and fixing these problems yeah. i hope but two months down the road look at it again yeah like I it just, might be better i'm just scared of this whole like redemption story kind of trend becoming something permanent in the oh, games it industry needs to stop yeah like, it needs to stop be releasing games that are meant to be released yeah like, I don't care if, if, if anything if, if, if it's have... going to stop anywhere if that trend is going to stop anywhere it has to be here it has yes, to be it, here and i and i don't i don't want people i wait for a whole new generation to come out we just got the newest generation now we're still on the same mindset of oh they release a game it's ass now we have to wait for them to fix everything in the game cool How? now it's great but like six months has gone by half a year has gone by where you're only focusing on this game when you could have been making another one How? i'm perfectly fine with waiting four years for a game to be released i mean yeah hey, look at what they're doing with the newest elder scrolls yeah <laughs> they haven't even given us a release yeah date take take your fucking keep- time yeah i i prefer the bethesda route where it's like uh we're gonna we're gonna do the announcement trailer and the gameplay trailer like six months before it's planned to to release you know yeah i like that way more that game was still pretty buggy just saying oh, yeah, but like Skyrim, Skyrim was I really think we need to stop getting away from this fucking trend of hype hype training a game for like two years before it gets released because it kind of sets this promise in people's mind that like this is when we're gonna get it. Like I'm I'm so tired of going of like watching E3 and they like show off games that we're not even gonna see for like maybe two or like two years and then like that that second year comes and it gets delayed another year and like like management teams should know this shit. In fact, I think they I think they all know it. But like yeah. we gotta feel the hype train and we gotta have something to show at E3. 
So I mean, it also kind of falls down. Like I'm not blaming <laughs> anyone. I'm not blaming anyone. But like, there's always that saying: lower your expectations, you'll be disappointed. Yeah, less. yeah. Well, I mean, I lowered were- mine. I lowered mine, and I was still pretty disappointed. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's not. And then sometimes that's how life is. But it is also I mean, for good. It is also for good reason this time around. Like I was lowering my expectations to like be thoroughly surprised with a very working game. I got disappointed yeah. because the very the very thoroughly working game that was supposed to be promised was was broken wasn't yeah yeah, yeah it was broken yeah it I mean, just that's also like that like what does that say about um other gaming companies i'm like obviously project red is not other gaming companies but it makes it where you got to look at them and it, project red kind of it's a gives keeps adding to this bad precedent of other gaming companies were like oh this game's so good oh this game's gonna be so polished and now it makes me look at it and goes is it though? Will well, it be? Well, I think what they were saying, what they were trying to say, is I think that they were trying to be that outlier in in that trend of hey, it comes out and then there's some kind of redemption arc or there's some kind of like like everything's a, a, a live service now. We're we're gonna we're gonna get half the game now and then we're gonna get the full game in a year or so. I think CD Projekt Red why they were promising that it was gonna be so polished was they were trying to be a outlier of that trend and say hey no. We're going to live up to the hype. We're going to live up to what we say. We're going to live up to what we promise. We like yeah. they didn't want like I feel like they were trying to buck that trend and they didn't. They didn't. They lied to our faces. Indeed. They lied to our faces. Um and what I'm worried about is it going on a redemption arc and I like I hear what you're saying like give the game a try in 2 months. But I am I'm worried. Not saying I, give it. I'm saying give the game yeah. a try so you can actually so you can enjoy it. Yeah, game. yeah, yeah. But it, it makes me worried that like in like a year or so time, there are going to be people that are like, oh, now it's now it's better and now it works now and now it's a good game. Like, no, because that's just going to keep the trend going. It's just going to keep this trend of companies putting out a half baked game and then. Um, and then just working on it throughout it, the the life cycle of the game, and just no. I mean, it, that just falls down to other people. I mean, that's their yeah. viewpoint. That's other people's prerogative. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So it just falls down to them, and it falls down to like how the user, the, like the, the consumer base, looks at this game six months down the road. Like what, how people's opinions. Maybe. I mean, I get it. You don't want a redemption arc. I mean, redemption arcs are always nice. Yeah, but. It's especially sickening in anime. sometimes. Especially it, in anime. It, it's sickening because it's always that now. It's always we get a yeah. bad game and then it takes time for it to be better. That I'm has been the that. trend. That has rather... been the trend of the eighth generation of consoles, and I'm so sick and tired of it. And I think it's so poetically uh I think it's so poetic that the last game, like last big release for this this generation is just a testament to that. Yeah, I mean, what I feel like a lot of people need to do is they need to take a look at the creators of Baldur's Gate 3. Baldur's Gate 3, they released its early access. And upon releasing their early access, they said, this game's going to be pretty bad. You're going to have a a lot of issues, but we want to give y'all something to play because it's going to be another like year and a half before we can give you the full game. Like don't like for games like Cyberpunk, don't give us don't give us a a, a, a shitty uh, demo. Don't yeah. do that. Yeah. But I like the fact that, but I don't know the the creators of Baldur's Gate. I should probably just look it up. But anyway, the creators of Baldur's Gate they informed us. They were like, "Hey, this is gonna be bad, but 
we want y'all to see what we're working with. We want y'all to like know that it's going to be so much better. It's not a redemption arc. It's them admitting their faults, putting out a game, saying that these are the faults that are there, and now they're now they're getting the info back from the consumers to make it to where the developers aren't having to work so hard to find it. Yeah. Because when you have, even, let's say you have uh, 2,000 developers game testing a game, right? Well, then you release that early access out to the public, and now you have 100,000 people game testing it and giving you feedback. Yeah. That's so much better. That's multiplying your workload by, like, what? 2,000 to 100,000? I don't know yeah. percentages. Yeah. It, 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 like, it, and, it more than triples your work, yeah. um, your information gathered. And there, there are some issues that do come with like the early access thing as well, but we don't have to get into that today because we are, we are at the one minute or one hour and 30 minute mark. Um, so we do kind of need to start kind of wrapping things up. Um, but there are some issues with it, but I mean, honestly, it seems like CD project didn't have any testers to begin with. So yeah, they could have used it. Yeah. They could have used it. Yeah. And like, I don't see... Yeah, I can see Project Red redeeming themselves. I don't think they, they, they shouldn't have to have fallen to this level. But at this point, it is what it is. If people want to accept it, they can accept it. If people don't want to accept it, they don't have to accept it. Never play yeah. the game. That's your opinion. That's what you want to do. Do it. Yeah. But it is what it is. Like, we can't change that now. I wish we could, but our like our voices are barely heard sometimes yeah yeah and that's why that's why i appreciate you coming on because i do i do appreciate your your opinion and i do appreciate that you are a little bit more apologetic when when some of this stuff happens um yeah because i have the mindset of we're not perfect (laughs) yeah yeah um i mean i my closing go ahead oh it it just falls to the fact that gotta give people the benefit that it you got to give people the benefit of the doubt, but it's hard to give them the benefit of the doubt whenever they're making it to where there's no room for doubt. And that's where Pod Project Red really fit. They were yeah. making it to where they had no wiggle room. They said that they were going to give something that was going to be nearly perfect when they gave us something that was slightly better than trash. Yeah, yeah. Um, my closing thoughts are in in a year where everything has been put on hold and put on pause – this would have been the perfect time for the company to take a step back and say, look, we need to take some time. And, um, I think and it this, would have been forgiven. They, yeah. People would have understood. And they, they were like, that's fine. We understand. Yeah. They had the opportunity. They had the opportunity to really buck a, a bad trend, a very bad trend in the, uh, in the industry and maybe shown other, other studios and other developers, big developers that like, holy shit, maybe it is worth giving, our studios all the time that they need maybe it is worth promising and double downing double down on prom our promises and delivering but they failed so catastrophically and this just sets an awful awful president for the future indeed yeah and I, I i i want the game to be good but i really hope it doesn't turn into another redemption arc and i really hope people kind of keep that mentality and remember like what we were so what we were promised i if, if if people were able to enjoy the game in like a year or so awesome but i really don't want people to forget the launch of it yeah that's like i guess we're all uh in my link <coughs> where it's forgive it if you want to or don't but still give the game a try later on it's a fun game 
But that doesn't mean you have to forgive them. Yeah, you're paying them the money, and that might be, oh, I forgive them because I paid them the money. No, you're doing that because you want a game to play. You want something that you enjoy. You want something that will pass the time. Go ahead and do that. Don't be afraid of like you purchasing the game makes it to where you're going to forgive the company. You don't have to have that. Have that same mindset of what you did was wrong. I don't forgive you for it, but I still want to have fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we'll, that'll wrap everything up. I think we said everything that we wanted to say. I think we talked about everything that we want to say. I mean, obviously, we're going to be talking about this game in in like retrospect and just in passing for a long time. It's probably going to be brought up on the podcast a lot in reference. Um, so the conversation for Cyberpunk 2077 is not over, not by a long shot. Um, but uh, as of today's episode, I think that was pretty good. Um, Thank you for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you for yeah. having me, man. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm glad that you uh, took my input and that you, honestly, I'm glad that you invited me to do this. Whenever you had messaged me, he was like, hey, I want you to do this. I was really excited just because we had talked about it beforehand. And it was just, you know, sometimes it's just things like that happen when talking and passing. Yeah. Kind of. It's like, hey, I want you to do this. Oh, cool. I'll be down for that. And then it never gets brought up. So you bringing it up really, really made my day that day. Yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm glad you were you were excited to, to get on the podcast, and I want you on more. I've really enjoyed this this um <laughs> I've really enjoyed this episode. I want you on more. I'm probably gonna have you on a lot more. Uh, definitely probably with me, you and Kyle, uh, going yes. forward. And I also plan to have a lot more guests coming on to the podcast. I I have somebody else who I have planned um, uh, two different topics, two different ep- episodes that I'll I'm planning on having, on to have a conversation with. But um. Other than that, though, though, don't leave the Discord chat once we're once we do sign offs. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, dude. I got you. Um, but uh, other than that, though, uh, I have nothing else to say. Thank you for coming on, man. Um, is there anything you want to plug, like social media wise? I'll be plugging all my social media stuff in like descriptions down below of like the podcast and the YouTube video. But is there anything you want to plug? Um. Hey, people, follow man on Twitch. He's really funny. He's good. And <laughs> oh I'll probably be there a lot more often. So if he wants to do that, if he wants to keep streaming, you should definitely give him a follow. Um, also, if you ever see me on Smite, you're going to get your shit rock. All right. What's that? Um, What's that Smite? What's that Smite tag? Uh, the Shepherd 98. You will get your shit rock, especially if I'm <laughs> playing the jungle role. I will wreck you. All right. And also, if you're on my team, don't feed. Please don't feed, don't feed. All right, I I haven't streamed in a while, but I need I do need to get back to streaming. I want to get back to streaming soon. Uh, it's just, man, this this past month with the holiday season and everything, it's been it's been insane. God, yeah. it's been insane. No, I understand. And especially with things happening in our actual world, uh, with in our capital, um, <clears throat> of the U.S. is is just kind of insane. But uh, yeah, other than that, thank you guys for watching. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Hopefully this this like little webcam thing works out if i ended up putting it into the video or not but um yeah thank you guys for listening thank you for coming on dude and uh that's it see y'all later